mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. American Glutton Podcast has a Patreon. Do you hate commercials? Well, we've got a Patreon. Do you want bonus episodes? That's on the Patreon. Do you want to hang out and chat in our Discord channel? That's part of the Patreon, too. We even have an option where you can leave me voicemails. All on the Patreon. So check it out today. Patreon.com slash American Glutton. We have a Patreon. Hi. I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. American Glutton is brought to you by Trifecta. The biggest factor in weight loss for me has been knowing ahead of time what I'm going to eat and having it ready when I need it. Trifecta meal deliveries have made this completely effortless for me and have been a total game changer in both diet and maintenance. Go to www.trifectanutrition.com slash American Glutton to make your life and physical goals a whole lot easier. Today on American Glutton, I'm joined by Dalton Musclewhite. What a cool name. You can find him on Instagram at MSSLWHT. Please enjoy our conversation. Dalton Musclewhite, welcome to the American Glutton podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm oh man, I'm so excited to be here. Is that your real name? Is that your God given name? Like your parents, <laughs> like your that's your parents' name too? 
That's that's it. Yeah, uh, I asked him what the hell was going on, and you know, with their their uh, their thought pattern of naming me Dalton Muscle White. But uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not even talking about Dalton. My legal last name. <laughs> Muscle White is so cool, and and like the way Thank you look you. now yeah. too, it's like it it fits. <laughs> yeah, it's never fit before. Uh, this is the first time ever that's actually appropriate. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's my legal name. Was that ever a, a, a thought? Like when you were working out, you were like, I finally matched my name. <laughs> no, no. I used to like be called like people would joke around and call me like, like, you know, oh, well, you're definitely not living up to your last name, you know, like in high school and things, but nothing. I didn't think about it until recently where someone was like, wait, your Instagram, I thought it meant like muscle what? And I was like, no, it's just muscle white. And they're really? like, oh, I like that even better. That that works. Yeah. that Did you plan that? And I was like, no, that's, that's my last name. That's <laughs> so, so awesome. Yeah, I love it's, it. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So yeah. you grew up overweight. Yeah. What was the first time you had any conception of being overweight? Oh, yeah. I can take you right back to the time. Uh, it was in T-ball, like in, you know, baseball for kids. I was in T-ball and we were passing out. Um, they made us do like our, you know, portraits for our parents and like our little baseball cards. And I'll never forget it. Like I, I, everybody started passing out their card and I got mine and, and I looked at it and the weight was like 50 pounds heavier than everybody else. And I was like, oh, man, this I. I'm, I'm the funny fat kid now I've got to adapt. Like this is, this is the only way to go. Um, so yeah, that, that was actually when I kind of realized I was like, man, I'm, I'm actually a lot bigger than all the other kids here. So, um, uh, and then from there, like, you know, my parents started putting me into like nutrition courses, even on as like a young kid, like trying to, you know, help me out and nothing ever stuck, unfortunately. So, but yeah, yeah. I started pretty young realizing that I was pretty big and, uh, just kind of failed and had multiple failed attempts there. So you did, you did, you did a bunch of diets as a kid. I did. Yeah. Uh, man, I did like, I remember going to a nutritionist at like six and seven years old at our hospital, like our local hospital. Um, I remember my pediatrician every time and like, Oh, you know, like tell my parents like, Hey, don't, don't worry about it. It's just baby fat. He'll grow out of it. And like, you know, I'm 10 years old and he's still like, Oh, this is baby fat. And then, you know, now I'm at my primary care at the time and I was probably like 12 or like 14 and, you know, he's like, oh, he'll, you know, when he hits like 16, it'll, it'll definitely level out. And at that time, man, I'm like already 300 pounds. Like, I don't think that's baby fat anymore, but uh, right. now there, there <laughs> yeah, is so. some idea. Do you have kids? I don't No, sir. Nope. There is some idea that uh, my wife, that I never, nobody ever said this to me as a kid, or if they mm -hmm. did, I wasn't aware if they were saying this about me, I wasn't aware of it, but there is some idea like kids will get wide and then, tall like they'll grow into it and stuff but i think 300 pounds is beyond like you're not gonna grow tall enough yeah. to make that work or i wouldn't think you'd have to get to be like seven feet tall or something like that it, exactly yeah so i'm like thinking to myself like man like i i don't think this is baby fat doc but okay you know i'm gonna continue <laughs> i'll continue doing what you say yes sir so but yeah what? um i remember doing that like multiple different plans and things as well so what 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 were some of the plans that they tried that that you tried as a kid? Yeah, so one that really like brings me back that I tried like multiple times was um it's a, a actual like organization called Physicians Weight Loss. Um funny fact, they weren't even supposed to do it for me. Like my health had gotten like you know, it was pretty bad then. Um, but my grandfather was like, Well, what if I sign up 
and he comes with me to the appointments and you just kind of do everything that you're going to do for me for him and they're like let's write that now you know right underneath the books and like okay sure so like I remember for like two years, man, like following a physician's weight loss. Uh, that was like the name of the company was Physici- Physician's Weight Loss. And um, I remember going and they had like nutritionists there and they'd like sell you supplements and vitamins and B12 shots and everything. And like every week I'd go in like, you know, praying that I'd lost a pound at like 14 years old. So, oh. um, yeah. That's rough. I was the youngest kid <laughs> at, what was it? Um I think it was called OptiFast and it was like a, uh, it was like run by doctors, but it was a liquid diet and I was uh, okay. 10 or 11 years old amongst all these adults. And there was some stickiness there too, where it was like, we don't really do this for kids. And I, and they <laughs> either, either my mom signed up or she convinced them to do it for me. And, and I did that for a little yeah. while. And, uh, and then she yanked me out of that. I remember doing that and and being like, this is no problem. Like, I'm allowed to have all the diet soda I want. And I think that's like my mom was super into like, quote unquote, health foods. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so she, like that was one of the stipulations was like, let him drink diet soda. And so I went nuts with the diet soda. And I really do think that's like one of the major reasons she stopped me from doing it. She was like, I will not have this diet soda in my house. You know? And then I went I on to that, yeah. another diet. There was another diet after that. Um, yeah. All right. So then how did you eventually lose all this weight? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I just kept getting bigger and bigger. Um, I reached over 515 pounds at one point. And um, finally, like I just had enough and I reached out to my primary care and was like, listen, like I'm, I'm struggling. Like, uh, I'm like, my way of life is not worth living right now. I need some help. And he's like, well, have you thought about surgery? And at the time I was, I was in a, you know, committed relationship and we're married and, um, she didn't really want me to have the surgery. And, you know, we thought about it off and on. Why, why why didn't she want you to have it? Um, she's more of like a, like, you know, try to do this naturally or like, uh, like she was like no medicines or anything like that. She's just more of like the natural way, I guess. And, uh, it like sounds I like, I mean, that's a little bit like my, my mom and diet soda. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no, yeah. whatever you're ima- like, you know, today, if my mom was around to have this conversation, I would go like that diet was actually working. Like I was losing weight. I don't think it would have yeah. worked in the long run. Cause I was like 11 years old, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like you pulled me off of it because you felt that, you know, diet sun kiss was a bigger risk to my health than my weight. And I think objectively that's not true. Yeah, not at all. And, yeah. you know, I completely agree that that's kind of her mindset was like, well, you know, the because, uh, you know, there's so many uh, negative connotations on surgery of like, well, you could die on the table. And like, I looked, at it, I was like, I have a higher chance of dying in my sleep than I do actually on the table for surgery. Like you do realize that, right? And um you know we were already combating it so finally like after a while i was like you know what i don't care if you support me and i don't care if anyone supports me i've I've got to do the surgery uh it's it's the only thing like i tried working out and i'd even like you know she was like well let's go to the gym first well i bought a gym membership and you know i remember going to planet fitness getting on the treadmill like 500 pounds and starting to walk and you know you don't really know what you're doing at 500 pounds if you if you'd had you wouldn't be 500 pounds so I'm on the treadmill trying and man, like the weight of my body was preventing the actual treadmill from like moving. So like, I, as I, yes, yes, I've had yes. That, yeah. stick, man, like, 
and and like I'm trying to fit on like other machines, and I'm like my belly's getting caught on the like you know the the levers, and like I was like this is, uh, this is not made for me. So like I started looking around, like trying to find like water therapy and like you know water aerobics. There wasn't really nothing in the area like that I could really like get into. So um, I reached out to my doctor. I was like, I need help. Please help me. And uh, he ended up matching me with a surgeon, and then I had like a year full of process of like making sure I qualified, making sure all my levels were there. I had to do like a six month, uh, post-op diet, um, had to meet with nutritionist, uh, found out I had like severe sleep apnea. Um, I was told like, I should have been dead well before, like I was 30, well before I was 25 actually based off of like how many times I'd stopped breathing in my sleep. Um, and then after about a year of finally like combating my thyroid levels, I got it down low enough and they, uh, I submitted my insurance request to, for surgery on a, a Thursday afternoon. Like I got my results back on Thursday. I called my my nurse and I was like, "Hey, they're in. Like, let's submit, please. Like, let's go ahead and get it out of the way." And she's like, "Well, it's, you know, it's gonna take like a month or two. Um, sometimes insurance, you know, authorizations take a while." And I was like, oh, "Okay, okay, you know, that's fine. At least we get the ball rolling." And uh, the very next day, like that, less than twenty four hours, man, she called me back. She's like, "Hey, I don't know what you did or like who was on your side, but..." Uh, they approved you. You're ready to go. In fact, do you want to have surgery like next Friday? And I was like, oh, pump the brakes. Okay, maybe I'm not that ready, but uh, can we do two weeks? So uh, she's like, yeah, but if we're doing two weeks, you have to start your liquid diet in three days. Um, so I started my liquid diet on Sunday and I made it all the way through and then had surgery. Wow. What, so so the, the lead up between um, them submitting, between you discussing it with your doctor, deciding you were going to do it, and then them submitting mm-hmm. the, that year, what the, the, the factors that you had to get under control were, were just thyroid. Um, so I had to get my thyroid. It was my TSH levels. I had to get them. Um, they were astronomicals like 11 or 12 something. And it needed to be under a five for insurance to even say yes, that I had attempted. Um, I had to show six months of documented weight loss with a nutritionist, um, and showing them that I'm like, you know, uh, that not only am I able to like, you know, to, to accept it, but that, that I'm willing to make this a lifestyle, you know, it's not just like a fix it flat. Yeah, I think um, so that, I, that's what I'm super interested in because uh, the connotation that I get from people is that there's this idea that it's like going in for a nose job, that you you walk into a place, you say, give me this procedure, they give it to you, you walk out. Now, from everything I've talked to people about and, and I've done some research on, it's not easy. Like there's a whole big process as a part of this. It is. Yeah. Um, and in fact, like in another thing that took me kind of a year was, um, I did six months with one doctor and, um, I don't know if I, I'm a vibes person. If I feel like the vibes are off of the doctor, like that's just a sign for me not to go, you know, it's a sign for me just to maybe like hold off or something. The first time I met my, the, the was going to be surgeon, we just didn't vibe and kind of like, uh, and not to say insulted me, but you know, as a big guy, like I never like being touched or poked. And I'm sitting there first, like, man, like 10 minutes of meeting him. And like, I always had like a hanging pouch sure. of like, you know, and man, the first thing he did, like I was wearing my tan pants. I'll never forget it. I left work and he reaches down and he pokes me like that and like pokes my belly. And he's like, we're going to lose that right there. And pokes me. And I don't know what it was, but it just set me off. I was like, whoa. Uh, yeah, you know, fuck actually, that. How about this? Fuck yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> so I ended up, I was like, you know what? Uh, you've already showed your bedside man enough for me, man. I'm out. Have a good one. So, yeah. uh. The, the same day, leaving in tears, I called the other doctor's office. And was like, hey, um, can I start with you guys? And so I did the six months with them. They still made me do that. 
Um, but I mean, again, I didn't really mind that because I was still fighting my TSH levels. That's the part that really took the longest. Um, then they and found out I had sleep apnea too. So how, what, what I, I want to understand this, um, cause I don't know anything about thyroid. This yeah. was, thyroid was one of those things. Like I, I heard from girls, like you really want thyroid medicine and I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I would get my thyroid tested and, and it would be normal. So you're, so you're, you had a hyperactive thyroid. The number so my, I, yeah. So my, my numbers, uh, I believe it's called your TSH levels and forgive me if I'm, I'm butchering this, but it was like 11.8. And I, I mean, it took me, I was getting so frustrated because like they started me on such a minuscule dose of thyroid medication and nothing happened for like three months. And I'm like, okay, come on guys. Like, please, like I'm, I'm, I need something. And then like, finally, after like Another three months, my doctor's like, okay, let's up it. So he doubled the dose. And then at that point, we started seeing the numbers start to trickle down. And then after about a year, it finally got to, I think it was like a, I posted, it was like a, a week before surgery, I posted the actual screenshot of the email of my TSH levels. And I was like, it's go time. You know, like, did let's you, go. So. Did you notice anything physiologically? Like, did you feel different? Nothing. I really didn't know because um, I was in the mixture of doing two things at once. Like I felt a lot of energy, but I think it was a combination of my TSH levels and my actual sleep apnea now being controlled. Um, I I didn't know I had severe sleep apnea, but I had an idea, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like, well, I'm young. It's not going to hurt me. This, you know, like I can sleep. I feel like I'm sleeping enough. And, and truth of the matter, man, I like, I was falling asleep standing straight up in the shower um if we were traveling anywhere i'd have to have like my ex-wife drive um yeah. i used to be like like just anywhere i did anything i couldn't even go to a movie like i'd fall asleep in the movies and but i just i just thought that was because i was big you know i didn't realize like it had such an underlying issue with with sleep apnea so they made me do a sleep test and um that's when they were like oh like it was really bad then you're supposed to do two sleep tests and they only made me do one and yeah. like they woke me up that first night and were like well mr muscle white you gotta wake up like we're putting you on a machine tonight. Uh, we're, we're, we called the doctor in tonight at midnight to put you on a machine and you're not leaving here until you have a machine. So, right. um, but yeah, I'd, I'd stopped breathing on averages like 140 times an hour in those oh first two God. hours. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I mean, so it's possible you, you, you had your energy came up simply because all this stuff was getting straightened out. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's, it's like a combination of both. I, I, I truly believe so. But now like my, my sleep apnea is gone. My, my, I don't take any thyroid medication, which I know they say you're, you know, you'll be on thyroid the rest of your life, but like I get my blood work checked around like every four to six months. And I mean, so far it's, it's been smooth, no issues with my thyroid at all. So. That's amazing, dude. Okay. And yeah. what, when you're working with the doctors on the diet, what kind of diet are they having you do? Absolutely. So, well, um, the prior, uh, it was just like a, a low calorie, like, you know, they're, they're trying to get you used to eating smaller amounts. Um, so, you know, they first bring you in, they, they sit you down they're like, okay, well, you know, this is your normal plate. This is the plate that you should be eating. Like for the first two months, you're going to be eating basically out of a medicine, like a, a little medicine cap. So I remember eating like my meals out of a shot glass, like the first two months after surgery. Um, but yeah, they started me on just like a low calorie, low fat, um, for six months and just made me try to, to, to hit those goals. And, and basically I think I lost like, Ooh, it was 20, I think 24 pounds or 25 pounds that six months. And like, it wasn't like a, the hardest diet looking back on it now. I'm like, man, this, I, I felt like I could have really hit that harder, but 
Um, I think it was just a mindset back then of like, you know, the bigger mindset, I call it, where I was just listening to that, that voice of easy instead of the voice of reason, you know? Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you you did what they told you to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we made it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So then tell me about the surgery. Was that, was that terrifying? I've had, to, I've had a few surgeries and I'm always so scared going into surgery man, it was terrifying. Um, I was scared to death. I remember calling like, um, my grandparents are like my best friends or, um, I was legally adopted them by them when I was two. And so they're there, my mom and dad are there, like my family, uh, you know, my aunts, uncles, everybody's there and like, you know, coming in and talking and, and trying to see me before I go back. But, um, I was terrified. Um, I had no clue what to expect. I just knew that you know, when I woke up, I was going to be different than the way I went in. Um, but I had no idea like what my stomach was going to feel like when I woke up. And that was what was just the crazy part, the, the, the crazy part and like the crazy feeling about it. Like your stomach just feels like, you know, like something's happened inside, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, but yeah, it was smooth. It, it, there was really no issues. They did six holes. It was all laparoscopic. Um, I had like little scars. Um, and I mean, after all the loose skin, you can't even really find, like, I have to like search and try to find them, you know, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, they use like, they went into my belly button and I think I had like five other little like holes and, um, it's, it's very minuscule now. I know like back in like the seventies and eighties and nineties, everyone was kind of scared of it. And now it meant like they're hammering out, you know, hundreds a week, it seems like. So, and what did they, what, what exactly internally do they do to your stomach? Absolutely. So they go in. So let's say if this is your stomach, like, you know, it comes in, they basically come in and cut out 85% of your stomach. And then they reroute to where that's your little pouch that you now has have as a stomach. So it, it severely restricts what you can eat. Um, you're, you really don't get hungry um, ever. Uh, I know there's like, you know, well, now I do because I'm starting to, you know, stretch mine out and um, eat more food now that I'm trying to to grow and get big like you and strong. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it definitely restricts how much you can eat. Um, if you do not follow that, you're going to throw up, you're going to get sick. You're going to have what they call dumping syndrome, where it feels like the weight of the world is sitting on your back as you're sitting on the toilet. And you, I mean, you break out in the cold sweats. I mean, it, it feels like you're dying on the toilet. So, right. um, and I mean, that's, I've had that in the last year. I've had dumping syndrome where I just, I've, I've inhaled something too fast or too sweet or, and then man, it just hits you. Um, so you still have to be careful with your stomach, but um, as it gets, you know, farther out, that's when more discipline really starts to kick in. Um, and that's when you realize like, oh, you can't rely on your tool as much. It's still a tool, but if you don't utilize it for what it's worth, it's, it's going to come back to bite you. Right. Like it, it it's not, um, it's not infallible. It is still a tool. Exactly. Right. Uh, so, so the first, so the, the, the initial diet after the surgery is mm -hmm. all liquid for a while, right? It is. So it starts out with a, like, um, clear liquids and then it goes to like, um, soft foods. Um, and then from there it goes into, I'm sorry. So it's liquids and then pureed foods. And then from pureed foods, it goes to soft foods and then soft foods to like, like I don't say non fry foods or hard foods or crispy foods, but like nothing like crispy or crunchy or anything like that um, for like the first three to four months. And then about four months out, that's when you can start, you know, eating normal hard food, like, you know, grilled steak or something, if you can get that down. But 
I know some people that can't even eat lettuce like six and eight months out. It still messes with them. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty crazy how like some people are different, like for the longest of time at the beginning of mine, like it's, I would say probably like 85% of, uh, protein powders and protein drinks, and everything made me sick as a dog. Like, right. I mean, I could not drink any of it. So, but other people's like, Oh yeah, stop, you know, stock up on this. So I had like seven and eight cases of protein and protein drinks and protein powders that I could never use because I could never get it down. So, All right. and, and okay. How, how long ago did you do this? Yeah. Um, I had surgery April 8th of 2019, 2019. Uh, so about three years and three months. Yep. And yes, how, sir. and how fast was the weight coming off once you were done? Like, I mean, this might be hard to figure out, but do you know, like what? Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. what amount of calories you were even getting in every day? I don't. And you know, that's one of my biggest regrets. I wish I'd went back and like tracked. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I could go back and like actually figure it out, but I know it was very, very, very minuscule. Um, right. And I already had it in my mind that I'm like, Dalton, you've screwed up for 26 years of diets and everything else. Like you've, you've shit the bed on all of these. You need to like get your shit together and do this. So, Man, I mean, I probably ate under what they told me. And sometimes like, but I know I followed like, if they said an ounce on that thing, I was eating an ounce, not a drop more, not a drop less. Like I, I wanted to get my ounce in. So um, I remember I've got pictures of literally eating like my, my friends as jokes instead of like, like to help me along, they'd send me like shot glasses as meal. Like, you know, <laughs> so I'm in there with a baby spoon eating my meals out of shot glasses. So <laughs> that's uh, funny. <laughs> But yeah, so, um, but yeah, it was very, very, very minuscule. I'd say well under in a day, honestly, uh, for the first like two, three months, I'd say well under like 800 calories a day. Right. So, and what um, was, was there a period of time where you went like, okay, I've had the surgery now. And then you got to a point where, where you were like, I've lost enough weight. This is it. Yeah, there was. So, um, I lost, let's see, I was 515. I got down to 250. 
Um, and I, my like goal was 250. That was like, I am, you know, before then my doctor wanted me to come back and do like a second surgery to, to get down that most. Cause he, he didn't think I'd lose this much, um, off of vertical sleeve alone. Like I was supposed to come back and then get it transitioned into a bypass to lose the remaining of like 300 that I needed to. And I was like, I hate surgery. I don't want to do any more surgeries. I don't like surgeries. And what, okay. Sorry. Well. I just, I want to understand this. So that would even take you from whatever, like towards the end, are you still at 800 calories a day? Do you think? Uh, no, no, the, now that, I'm, that I'm, increased. No, I know not now, but like, yeah. while you're still losing weight is the idea, like we've taken them down to whatever. I know you can't exactly say what it is and, mm -hmm. and, and it would be hard to figure out, but is the idea like how we think about dieting. Like if I was thinking about dieting right now, I would, I would not think of something linear. I would think like I got to reduce and then I got to reduce mm -hmm. again. So that's the idea with a second surgery. Well, so for the second surgery, what it is, is like, um, your restriction is, is less what happens. So the way my doctor explained to me is he wanted me to lose uh, around 150 pounds with vertical sleeve gastrectomy. And then after about that, cause about that time, that's when they call it like the 18 month like plateau. And at that point, that's, that's kind of when your sleeve really stops really assisting you as much. And that's when you can start eating more. And, and that's when people start to just plateau and level out. Well, he's like, I don't want that for you. I want you to continue going. Um, so most people just kind of realize at 18 months, like, okay, well, you know, I can eat a cheeseburger now from McDonald's or, you know, I right. can do this or that. And that's where they're like, well, and, and I think where the, the issue lies is a lot of people's like, well, I, I'm not eating three cheeseburgers like I was. Well, right. yeah, that's because when you were eating three cheeseburgers, you were 500 pounds. That's not normal at that, right? You know, so right. like we, we've got this screwed up mentality where it's like, well, I, I'm not where I was, so I must be doing better. And, and I think that's what happens to a lot of ESG patients is they get this mindset of I'm no longer where I was, so I've got to be going the right way. But in reality, they're just slowly breaking down what they've built the past 18 months right um so yeah i was like no I'm, I'm not doing that i want to continue so um at 250 i had um a paniculectomy um where they cut off seven pounds of skin I, I wanted to get down to 235 for that so um i got down to like 235 and then they, they cut off um it was 6.9 something pounds of skin that that kind of like the overhanging flap i call it um but then like I got over that and, and uh, at that point, like I kind of hit that point that you're saying, like, I'm done, you know, like I, I'm okay with wearing like a size extra large or large shirt and, you know, I'm okay with this and, you know, I feel okay. Like I can run and do things, but um, my mental health, this wasn't the best. And I had went through like, you know, some craziness in life that made me question everything. And I'm like, well, you know, I need to find myself. Uh, so I actually kind of stepped away from everything and that's, I, so I started like working out and fell in love with that and kind of was like, okay, now I've got new goals. Now I'm kind of a new drive and a new burn, a new passion for it. So, um, dude, it's yeah, so amazing. I really like how you're showing this as a tool, but by the way, a tool that requires a shitload of work. <laughs> it does. You know? it, it does. And that's, that's what a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people. And I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen it. I, I post a lot where I've been called a cheater and like, um, that are now our relationship's a lot better, but I made a video a long time ago where I, I came out and was like, if you find that weight loss is or weight loss surgery is, is cheating, then remove yourself off my page. Like I don't have time for your shit. And uh, that message is actually to my blood brother. Um, he called me one day. He's like, Hey man, you cheated. Like, you know, weight loss surgery is nothing, but you know, the easy way out. And I said, tell me, tell me what's easy about it. Like, 
I, I'm still having to do the diet. I'm still having to count my calories. I'm still having to watch my macronutrients. I still weigh every day. I still hit my, my water and protein goals. Like, you know, I'm still working out now twice a day. Like, so, so please tell me what is easy about it other than I had someone have to actually physically cut me open and remove part of my stomach. That kind of sounds harder to me, if anything. So. Honest to God, the only reason <laughs> I didn't do it was I was scared of surgery. So like to yeah. me, there's nothing easy about it, you know, unless you're somebody who like really likes surgery, then maybe, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can say like, well, yeah, it's yeah. be pleasant for you, but otherwise nothing about it sounds easy to me. Exactly. Yes. Sir. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, I hope one day I can get that message out to everyone is like, um, I, I've had so many people that tell me they're so embarrassed to even like tell their friends and their family because like they're afraid of how their friends and family are going to judge them. It's like, you know, I don't think, and I kind of, I shut my brother down with this thing. I said, you know, if you saw a drug addict and he wanted help and the way he got help was by going to rehab and he was able to overcome his food addiction, or I'm sorry, his addiction to drug or whatever it may be by therapy and rehab and you know, all that, like through a doctor's program, right. are you, are you going to call him a cheater at the end of the day? Like, and he's like, well, no, that's different. I was like, how's it different? It's, it's the exact same thing. I was addicted to food and think about it. I need food to live. Every time I open my mouth, I'm feeding that addiction every single three hours, two hours, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you, if, you're, if it's apples to apples, oranges to oranges, it's the same comparison. Um, and he's like, did okay, your, your stand, but. Did, did your skin removal surgery go smoothly? Was that all fine? Uh, it didn't. No, sir. No. Um, so the, I had, <laughs> yeah, I had the, uh, I had a paniculectomy. I was supposed to have you know, a paniculectomy and an abdominoplasty where they come up and cut you up, do the muscle repair. And um, they just, I, I guess, basically ran out of time. Um, and they didn't want, like, the way my surgeon had, like, kind of hooked me up was, we're going to do everything we can in this amount of time. So you, and oh, we'll, we're treating as an inpatient and or, uh, was an outpatient. So we're like, you don't even spend the night. So, like, I got seven pounds cut off and like literally 45 minutes later, because if, if I like stayed past five 30, I had to be put in a room. They're like, all right, put them in a wheelchair, wheel them out. So like, oh I mean, I'm like God. still drowsy, like coming to like coming out. And I remember like my, uh, my mom had like got one of uh, her friends, big, like massive transit vans. just to, like, help me, you know, like make sure it rode smooth. It was a nightmare to say the least. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I ended up not getting the abdominoplasty, which, um, now like, I, and as you can tell, like, I still have all my, my loose skin in my, my abdomen area. Um, but the paniculectomy was, what well, I'm sorry. What like is that? The, so. What is the, pedic- I, I don't know what that is. What is yeah. the paniculectomy? Um, so paniculectomy is where they, they cut you from hip bone to hip bone. It's kind of like a tummy tuck with no muscle repair. Got um, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it they just cut off that flap that kind of covers um, everything that was down there. So, Got it. yes, <laughs> yeah. okay, understood. Yeah, I, I, mine went all the way around. Okay, and they, I, they called it something else, but, but yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Are you happy you did it? Having done it, are you happy you did it? Yeah. So, so it really, it did work out. Um, I'm happy. Again, I wish I could have, you know, had uh, the skin cut off and done everything right the first time. Uh, but by me being able to only have the paniculectomy done, it got it to where I could like move my legs more and run more and be more active. And like, you know, there was a time when I, I couldn't even hold myself up because of loose skin. Like I had a, a crap ton. So um, I look back on it now and I realize like it happened for a reason. I got the part that was needed to come off. Like now I don't really like 
in all reality, if someone held a gun in my head, it's like, do you, do you really need that skin removed right now? No, it, it doesn't affect me. I, I don't have any issues with, you know, um, rashes or anything like I'm a, I just try to take care of it the best I can. But, um, now I kind of wear it with like a, an honor. Um, it, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of changed its whole, you know, view for me. Like before I was kind of embarrassed of it and, um, I didn't really know how to act with it. And just, I, I started like at the gym, I started slowly taking my shirt off when I work out, not when I work out, but after I work out, like, you know, I'm changing, like started like trying to like get more confident, you know, like, okay, like I, I gotta in the locker room, it's like, you know, trying to, you know, flex in front of the mirror and, you know, finally I was like, okay, I'm just, this, this is a proof that I worked hard. You know what? And if, if I can do it, maybe it can encourage someone else to do it. So yeah. I was like, screw it. Let's post it. So I ended up sharing and, and, you know, um, one day I got the courage, man, that, uh, uh my friends had kind of pissed me off one night. It was like a, a Friday night and I was like, I'm going to go to the gym man. screw you guys. So I went to the gym and there's nobody there. We had an outside section. I grabbed a, a, a hammer and started beating a tire. And I was like, I kind of want to see like what it looks like shirtless. No one's here. I mean, it's not going to offend anyone, you know? Um, so I set my little phone up, bounced it on my water bottle. And like, I just got out there, man. And I released like some pent up anger and energy. And before I knew it, everyone's like, Oh my God, thank you so much for sharing your loose skin. Like this, this means so much to me. And I'm like, I didn't even realize like it could be that powerful. I didn't realize that my loose skin could impact someone else and allow them to feel confident and comfortable in their own skin as well. I dude, I think it's so helpful. I really, really do. And and y- y- you have a set of balls, man. And and <laughs> I I have, you know, I I take my shirt off at the beach now, and my kids are like, "What are you doing? What you know this?" And they're always accusing me of making weird faces. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, guys. You know, I have four girls, so they're, they're, there's a lot of like yeah. weird judgment in my house. But I will say. I, when I started losing weight, there were no podcasts. There were no podcasts in 2002. That, that wasn't a thing. Right. And, and, and I had no idea at all that I was going to wind up with loose skin. That wasn't in yeah. any book. I'd never read exactly. that in a book. And so when I had this loose skin, I was like, when's this going away? And yeah. then it took a lot to fucking realize that it's not going away. The loose skin is not going to go. There, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> you know, and I've heard about the outliers and Joe Rogan knows a guy who dieted in one year. He did a water fast for a year and had no loose skin and all this. And it's like, OK, maybe I can't say that's absolutely not true. Yeah. But I know that's such an outlier. That's so statistically improbable that I'm not going to put I, people shouldn't put their hopes yeah. into that guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, LeBron exactly. James exists. You want to <laughs> basketball, you're probably not going to be LeBron James. So, like, we should talk about exactly the reality is that. The majority yeah. of people who go through massive weight loss have loose skin and no amount of fucking intermittent fasting or seaweed scrubs or UV lights or any of that shit is going to get rid of it. It's an organ. And if you fucking fast, yeah. you're 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 it, you're first going to lose all your muscle before your body attacks organs. So exactly. sorry. Guys. Yeah. I, and and. And I think it's really helpful that people know that because like. I'm not trading uh, going back to being obese for the loose skin that I have now. I, I doubt no. that you would. I know Never. John Cloud wouldn't. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. There's guys out there who have done this. And I, I do think that there, 
there can be a fragile moment where if I was in the middle of it and I'm struggling and I'm calorically deprived and I'm fucking Mm -hmm. depressed and all of that stuff and I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I had never thought about loose skin before and somebody came and said, by the way, this is going to happen. I might give up. You know what I mean? That's possible. Oh, yeah. So I think I, I think it's a, a very big service you're doing to people who are going confronting massive weight loss. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I just hope that like, you know, I can share the light. I get that message quite a bit. It's like, well, is a loose skin worth it? And the biggest thing I can say is the quality of life that loose skin gives you. And I say gives you because it does. It gives you like you realize that you start taking everything into like just for granted, like. You know, um, it's the little things, like you said, where you take your shirt off at the beach. Um, and I relate to that so much. Um, and it's not my kids that came up to me. I actually had one of my friend's kids come up and they're like, what's wrong with his skin, mommy? And, you know, she's like, shut the hell up. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I finally was like, no, no, no. Like, I- I'm okay with that. Like, I-, I wanted to be understood that like, hey, like, yeah, I used to weigh 500 pounds. Yeah, I've got loose skin. I don't look like the other person, but what I've found like in the back of my mind, what I've slowly come to like understand is I spent 26 years begging and praying and hoping to feel normal. And the moment now that I'm small enough to feel normal, fuck normalcy. Like yeah. I want to be different. And, and that sets me apart from everybody else. And now I wear it with honor and, um, and now I'm hoping it can just help others. Um, I get tagged a lot with people. It's like, Hey, you, you inspired me to take my shirt off today at the beach with my family for the first time. Or it's like, and to me, that that I it makes me just want to become a big ball of emotions. You know, it's like, yeah. man, thank, don't thank me, thank you. Like, man, you're making me cry over here. <laughs> yeah, no, I so, think it's I yeah. think it's very, very. I mean, listen, it's important for me. I thank you for doing it. You know, I I, it, it really, it really. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it takes a little bit of the burden off of me. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I don't have to yeah. do that. There's guys doing that, which feels very irresponsible. <laughs> but I look at it and I'm like, thank God. Let's yeah, talk about this. So this much. is, you know, yeah. Um, thank you. It's a big deal, dude. You lost a shitload of weight and 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 you've <laughs> kept it off. And that's awesome. And you're hitting like all these markers that are like all statistically improbable, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, man, that's, I think that's now it's kind of what I'm, I'm aiming for. You know, my, my next thing is I want to compete now. Uh, cause I, I had a, a surgeon offer to cut all my skin off. Um, and I, after my bodybuilding show in June, I was like, man, I'm July, I'm getting it cut off, you know? And then I got back and I was like, you know what? Uh, uh-uh. I know like you're waving, uh, you know, a shit ton of money of surgery for me, but no, like, I think I want to do this again. And so now I'm going to, everyone's telling me not to. And it's like, you know, you can't compete with loose skin. Like you're going to like, it's, it's useless. Why are you going to try to compete? Um, but now I'm going to do a non-transformation like class. I don't know why I'll do men's physique or men's classic, but that's the next goal is I want to try to actually put on a little more muscle. Uh, I've got a coach now that's kind of pushed me, you know, to the right steps. And now I want to try to compete with loose skin next uh, and just, show and see what what happens of it it hasn't been done and so why not Uh, yeah i think it's amazing you know all the by the way all those bodybuilders have some it's nothing like what you and i have but all of those bodybuilders have some loose skin because yeah they're actually much they actually get much bigger like in the off season and then they're all cutting they're all fucking like yo-yo dieters but but just yeah it's very you know like 
how I, I imagine my peaks and valleys were really violent. Theirs are much, much, much um, lower. You know what I mean? They're 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 yeah. intentional and they're. Um, how do you find that after after having gone through what you've gone through in your life? How do you find this idea of trying to put on muscle? Because I assume if you're doing that, you've got to put yourself into a caloric surplus. So what mm -hmm. what is that like mentally? It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah, honestly, like, and and I know that sounds so stupid, especially with everything I went through. But it's like, man, the the overcoming the mental aspect of I've spent twenty what now twenty nine years of literally focusing on losing weight, and now all of a sudden I'm trying to you know teach an old dog new tricks. Like, hey, we're reversing that. Now we want to see you gain weight. And like, man, I hopped on the scale after my show, and I gained like fifteen pounds, and I was like what the actual shit you know i'm like freaking out i'm calling on my buddies like yeah, like nine one one. what's going on you know like alarms are going off in the back of my head and i'm like okay no i gotta i've got to trust the process i've got to remember like this is i'm going to grow um but yeah the caloric um you know being a caloric um surplus is, has been a little bit um different i'd say um i'm you know i'm catching myself like it's it's easy to fall back in old tendencies i'll be very 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 transparent you know, I had Taco Bell the other day and I downed like four tacos. It's like, man, that I could see how easily this is to fall back in old tendencies. But I think what separates that is just that discipline, you know, like it's, it's easy to fall back, but it's harder to stay disciplined and, and realize like, if you keep doing that, you're going to go back to right where you were, you know, do you want to end up 500 pounds? No. Um, so finding that happy medium, but still being able to hit my goals is, is what is really my driving factor right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and, I just, also, and I, go ahead no go ahead and i was just gonna say it's like and i just i, I kind of want to see if i can do it you know that was the whole like summer shredding thing was i want to see if i can you know actually do it and we did it and now i'm like well next is a, a bodybuilding you know men's physique or men's classic just to see so how when will do, do you have like a timeline on when that will be I'm going to aim to compete in June uh, or July of next year. So I want to do a six month bulk. Um, we're in the process of doing that right now. Um, and then just from there, we're going to do a slow cut all the way back down from like probably like February all the way back down. So, um, but I, I, this time I want to really focus on just like, I, I've got someone that's teaching me the workouts. Um, you know, somebody that's kind of going through and like showing me different things. Like there's areas that I realized that I was lacking very, very badly in my last show. So it's like, okay, I'm realizing like I need to focus on this type of workouts. And like, you know, I was doing this, this type of cardio wrong compared to what I'm needing to be doing if I'm trying to gain muscle. So um, it's a lot of different things that I'm, I'm currently, you know, trying to soak in and absorb uh, for this next season. But um, I tell you, it's like, it, it's got me excited. So, will, Do you think it will be tough for you having lost a bunch of weight the way you did? Do you think it will be tough if you're trying to, hyper focus on maintaining lean tissue because that's a much much slower you know what i mean like that you, like because i listen i know i can lose 20 pounds in the next week i know i know right. you could i mean you're you're much leaner than i am but i know you know what i'm talking about you just go <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. next week's gonna suck but I've had many weeks of my life have sucked. Yeah, I can go through it. I'm going to muscle through it. And then there's a huge difference on the scale. That's totally different than something like bodybuilding where you're like, 
counting out grams of protein and yeah. making sure you you know you know what I mean like making sure your deficit is very narrow. It it is you know like um, that's something that I had never done before. Uh, the, this new coach was like, "Man, do you want me to like send you meal plans or do you want to like you know do it as macros?" And I was like, "Man, my last coach did it as macros, and I was able to really like hit it. I weigh out my food like." Uh, you know, almost like an addict. I mean, they're measuring out 51 grams of protein powder, like right. 170 grams of yogurt. So, um, yeah. Uh, but I, I tell you, like now that I've done that, um, it's, it's kind of created, I don't say a monster, but it, it's, it's opened this whole new world to me. Like when I go grocery shopping now before I was like, okay, well, I'm going to find the cheapest thing I can get for, you know, if it's, if I can find like the Walmart brand or whatever, I'll just get that. Well, now I'm like, okay, which one has the lowest, you know, percentage of fat, which one has, you know, the best <laughs> amount of fiber. Like, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Who am I? Like, where did this come from? But yeah. I love it now. Uh, you know, it's, it's become like a way of life as cliche as that sounds. No, dude, I, 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 I'm so, I, I love it too. I, uh, you know, when you're like hyper-focused on protein and stuff like that, it is kind of rough when you discover like protein is the most expensive thing in the grocery <laughs> store. You know what I mean? Like fats and carbs are pretty cheap. Yeah. And then they are. And then you want protein and you're like, fuck, this is a lot of money I'm spending <laughs> on protein. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that's but, the worst part, man. But it's <laughs> but, you know, if you're if you're I, I think that it's a fair trade off if you spent a lot of time like I assume you did as I did kind of just mindlessly going, what do I feel like eating? You know, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. And, and like the amount of choice that was involved in how I chose food was literally like, you know, do I feel like adding chicken nuggets to my McDonald's order today? Or, or is it going to be Wendy's yeah. or Arby's or, you, you know what I mean? Like that was the kind of choice. And now you're presented with real, like a, a, just a yeah. cornucopia of choice. You walk into the supermarket and it's like an artist with a, with a palette. And it's like, <laughs> what art can I make with all this wonderful stuff? Yeah. It really is a whole new world. Man, I love that you said that. I went into uh, this. It's like a all natural food store here in town, and I like before I would never go there, man, because it's a little bit pricier. But I was like, God, I was. It was Saturday. I was like, I'm. You know what? I've already got my early workout in. Let's just go walk around and try it. So, man, I was like a kid in a candy store in there, just like, oh my God, look at this! Like, and before I would have never given a shit about anything in this store. I'd have been like, you know, where's the where's the ice cream and candy and you know the cookie section yeah. and you know like where's the fried foods? I need mean, me some peanut butter stuff like. And now, like, I'm in, like, you know, all this all-natural food section looking and, like, man, I really want to try this. And, like, oh, they've got this type of yogurts now. I'm like, yeah, it's just crazy how much your whole mindset and mentality will, will change uh, over the little things like that. Yeah. Do you, find, do you find that that is a big part? Because, like, even the way you talked about the, the journey of the year and then the surgery with the doctor intending on a follow-up surgery – it really sounds to me like there was a perspective shift within that when you were on the plan, which which wasn't just eat whatever I want whenever I want to. There was thought involved that your pers your perspective shifts shifted within that. Yeah, it, it you know, my my perspective changed, I would say, when I started 75 part. Um, and I think that's what it was, because, like, I was still trying to eat smaller amounts um, because, you know, that the the mindset is you eat small do a lot of cardio and you'll lose weight that's that, that's what 95 percent of america thinks and it's one of those things where that you know that's what i thought so here i am starving myself you know when i first started 75 hard i remember i told everybody i was like yeah i'm gonna you know i'm gonna go back down to like 800 calories and i did it for 
like 30 days and that the, the day 33 I failed um, I fell asleep like I was literally to the point where I was so exhausted I just couldn't move um, and I fell asleep I put my phone on my uh, nightstand and it fell off and I didn't hear my alarms and I missed my night workout and I missed like the last 60 ounces so I took that and it's like that, during that process though I fell in love with working out and I realized it was like if I'm gonna fall in love with working out I got to really reevaluate how I can feel myself in my workouts because I, I feel like I'm dead. Like, and at the end of the day, I don't just want to, you know, look like a skeleton walking around. I want to get a little bit of muscle in there. So like, that's when I started asking friends like, Hey, well, you know, like, yeah, I'm working out twice a day, but I'm just doing cardio twice a day. What do I do? And like, well, bro, no, you don't need to do just cardio. Like let's start throwing in some weight training. And that's when like, are you eating enough? And I'm like, I think so. 800 calories is good. Right. And they're like, mm. not at all, dude. Like what the hell are you doing? So that's when I realized it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta start, you know, trying to, to eat more and, and, but it's, it's all about what you eat. And that, that's where I really started learning, like, you know, counting macros and, and really starting to dive into that world. Um, yeah. And that, that's when I, I just, man, I fell in love with it. Like, it's like, just, it's, it's like a science. It's like math at the end of the day. Like I, I'm a nerd. I, I love all that stuff. So it's like, you know, as I'm going through the day, it's like, okay, well, I know I've got, you know, 1900 calories left and it's three o'clock, like, or, you know, it's like six o'clock and I've got 500 calories left, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, that, that's how I went through my whole show prep was just counting macronutrients, um, and, and trying to meal prep as much as possible and ended up falling in love with it. I never would have dreamed. That's and you're sure. in the gym all the time. And that becomes like yeah. one of those things too, where if you start to do something like I, I, you know, um, I remember as a kid, like being forced to do PE and I don't know if I didn't like it because I was forced or I just don't like, like, even if you said to me today, like, let's go do a kid's PE class. I would be like, that sounds fucking awful, but there <laughs> yeah. is stuff in the cardio world that I like. And there is stuff in yeah. the resistance training world that I like. And so like, if I can discover what those things are, and then get those benefits of like the mental clarity that I get after a workout and the physical, yeah. the physical uh, feeling of well-beingness after a workout, like, you know, that coupled with education with people literally thinking like, if I just starve myself and do a bunch of cardio and that sounds fucking miserable. Right. So like, it it's, yeah. it's no wonder that people have real trouble doing diets if, you know, the, the this might have been I, I'm a lot older than you, but like when I was a kid, all of the diets out there were, you know, fit for life or um, uh, like the Beverly Hills diet or there were yeah, in the yeah. 80s. There were all these diets which all were about five or six or eight hundred calories a day. And like if you're fucking hungry. And you've just gone like from one day, like, I don't know the difference between 800 calories when your body is saying, don't put another fucking drop in here. Or you're just a kid who's like, no, I could eat a whole pizza right now. And your mom's serving exactly. you like fucking pineapple going like, well, that's what you get for dinner. It's really hard, you know? And then you it is. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. No, you do. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. That's been the hardest thing, I think, for me, even now, like, again, just the whole weight loss mentality is like realizing you've got to eat to, to really like maintain and work out. And I did not realize that for the longest of time, like, especially not knowing how to work out at the beginning, like, man, uh, I, I, I wish I would have asked for more information at an earlier point when it comes to working out. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah. but, well, okay, fine. Fair enough. 
whatever me too i guess but like you look <laughs> fucking great like i well, see pictures you. of you I and i'm like that. this dude's killing it so like whatever you whatever information you got at whatever point it looks very much like it's working <laughs> you look very lean you've thank got you. great musculature that i mean Appreciate yeah that. yeah thank you thank you that means a lot come for you man seriously like i remember like looking up and seeing like like how this ripped and shredded and i'm like man like if he can do it man i'm oh i'm i'm totally doing it like i remember showing i remember showing my mom and dad like when i think it was like you may have created like your instagram or something a long time ago like cause I, i've known about you i've watched you you know growing up before so it's like all of a sudden I, i'm like mom dad like look like i i he can do it i can do it like look look at this transformation i remember showing my parents and they're like holy shit like that i know this guy's like yeah and then so yeah you be surprised i looked up to you so much and seeing like the way you transform it has just been absolutely insane so oh, thank you thank you no well, thank, thank you, you. So. <laughs> thank you for doing what you're doing i think that we've got like a, a real decent community going there are you know yeah. like honestly i have uh, a lot of um moral qualms with social media until it comes to guys like you. And then I go, oh, I can get you. some fucking inspiration from this guy. And it has, it's not. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com giving there's nothing negative it's just positive inspiration you know what i mean and i'll feed off yeah so it's so for me there's like an uh in my life there's an important part that comes directly from that um there's a lot of crap on there too you know a lot of doom yeah (laughs) uh, materialism that i don't really need in my life but um but I, yeah. I do, I, I look at what you're doing and I look at what you're talking about and I just think like this guy's killing it and I'm so happy Man. that you're out there doing it. Thank you so much. Seriously, like that, that. That means the world coming from you, man. Seriously, that is, oh, goodness gracious. Holy shit. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Dalton, I thank you for it. this conversation yeah. and being so open with us. And uh, I, I can't wait to uh, continue watching your journey. Absolutely. Thank you, man. And thank you again so much for having me. It's been an absolute honor, like I said, getting to meet you and hang out with you. You're 
you know, just being able to converse and talk about our journeys, man. I'm, I'm going to remember this for a while. So thank you. Utterly my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Take it easy. And now for the Q&A. Today's question comes from Jay. Hi, Jay. He says, have you guys ever done an episode on where to start? Where does someone start with their fitness and dieting? There are so many opinions to choose from. And I just want to say, Jay, yes, we've talked about this so many, you know, a lot of times, but I I thought like, let's, uh, it's never, it's never something you can't talk about enough. You know what I mean? That's why I, I am posing this to you, Ethan. Yeah. Where to start? Where to start is a real interesting question um, because uh, I could tell you where I started, but I do not think where I started is the correct place to start. Um, So, and then as far as like the correct place to start, I think that requires (laughs) my perspective on like, uh, you know, on a lot of different things on like the way I think about food and the way I think about the rest of my life and the way I think about maintaining weight loss and, and all of that. And I think a a lot of people just want to lose as much weight as fast as possible right now. And, and I understand that because I have felt that way too. Um, but I, I would also say that every time I did that, I gained weight back and that was even more devastating having to confront uh, doing uh, some extreme diet over and over and over again. So where to start? Um, I would start with, my suggestion would be to start with um, the first idea you have right now with what you want out of a diet. And then I would broaden that and see if you couldn't apply that to the rest of your life and what that would look like. And then I would start with as many goals as are within your reach to write down uh, about how to achieve that kind of overall lifetime goal. I'm not thinking about diet anymore. You know, Jay's probably going, fuck you, dude, tell me to do Atkins or, you know, tell me to do OptiFast or something like that. I just wanted a one word answer. And I, and I go like, I, I can't do that because I don't think that that's correct. I think that um, doing a really thorough inventory of what you want and really applying um, the kind of like logic to how, what that would mean. And, um, you know, if you want to lose weight, and, and most likely gain it all back, that's very different from, uh, I don't want to be saddled with this problem for the rest of my life. Those are two different things that require two different starting points, in my opinion. And so I think the first thing to do is to figure out which one you want. And if you told me, no, I just want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, and then I'm probably going to rapidly gain it back. I go like, okay, um, first personal diet or HCG or the fucking cayenne pepper diet. That's where you start to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. You're mostly dehydrating yourself. It's not really healthy. Um, and you're going to, you know, 99.9% of the people who do this will gain the weight back. So there's where you start. 
if you've done diets and you've had failures and you have a substantial amount of weight to lose, the starting point, I believe, is to really think long and hard about what your actual lifelong goal is and then come up with a – like it's not easy. It's it's a lot of work. And then you got to start coming up with a plan on how you're going to rearrange your life to achieve that goal because it isn't just cayenne pepper for 30 days. Right. That's not That's not the game. I don't think. And I've done cayenne pepper for 30 days and it fucking sucks. And then I gained the weight back. And so I like would never recommend that to anyone, though yeah. I lost a bunch of weight. So you want to lose weight or do you want to have a long term weight loss? Right. That's what that's really the difference. And are you willing to take whatever conception in your head of like, I know I can lose a hundred pounds in three months or six months or whatever it is and go, how about let that take four years and then have a completely different life from then on yeah, and really work for that amount of time on changing your habits and your compulsions and your behaviors. And it's a lot of work, you know, if sobriety was just, I'm not drinking anymore, then like it wouldn't be tough for people to be sober, mm-hmm. but it's not. There's like real actual work that goes into it. And I think the same thing with uh, obesity and, and trying to change, you know, I for me, it was like, really, I had to reevaluate my entire life and make drastic and sweeping changes to almost every aspect of it. And that's more than just, you know, do keto. Right. Do keto is not, where do you start? You start with actually figuring out, by the way, Jay. Yeah. If you want to write back with a thorough, what you want, um, and you could tell me, fuck you, dude, I just want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And I'll tell you, okay, here's what I would suggest. Or you want to write back and go, God damn, I want long-term weight loss. Uh, I'll give you another plan. Yeah. Um, th- that, that's what I have to say on that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Definitely have to like, we need more information for you to fully answer that question, obviously. But like, yeah, two very different paths with two pretty different outcomes. So it, it, sitting down and making an honest assessment of where you want to be is really like, how could you get more? That's not going to hurt anything, <laughs> you know? Right. Are you willing for, are you willing to, I mean, and again, maybe Jay only needs to lose five pounds. I don't fucking know. And five pounds, why are you even talking to me, Jay? What are we talking about, bro? You a we don't know. Who, like drank too much beer one summer and now you got to fucking, you, you can't see your abs. If you want to lose five pounds, um, stop drinking calories. There you I go. I feel like That's we've really start. given Jay a personality and we don't know who Jay is. We don't know. We don't. I know a few Jays. <laughs> and, and every time I say Jay, I'm picturing one of them. A particular And I'm person. having this conversation with that guy and then I'm switching <laughs> to another Jay. Um, <laughs> if you've been overweight for a long time and you're fucking sick of it, Jay, are you willing? Listen, is the burden of your weight enough 
to put in effort, real hard effort, so that the effort in just living with that burden of weight goes away. Both of them are effort. I I, I remember being um, obese and everything was a fucking struggle. Life was a fucking struggle. Mm-hmm. And and then I would think about um, dieting and the effort required to diet and we'll go, I would just go like, I can't struggle there. It's too much. But if I could see the perspective that this struggle right now will lead to less struggle in life, the effort is actually much less. So I put in this effort to lose weight and change my life and I'm not gaining weight again. And now that massive amount of effort, and I mean literal physical effort to stand up, right, is gone. It's not there. And now I just have the burdens of my mind, which is also a big challenge uh, because my mind does not always behave in the way that I would like it to. But that is another thing that we're not really talking about right now. We're just talking about weight loss. (laughs) Right. As you can see, I have a little... Maybe too much to say on that. No. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, Jay, thanks for this question. Do do write back and let us know more specifically what you're what you're looking for. Um, and for anyone else out there who enjoys these Q and A's and has a question for Ethan, you can email it to us at americanglutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.